even if they did, we probably wouldn't have listened. <laughs> I think we'd we'd go out, we'd always go our own way. I think we'd always go off piece and do it our way, and then learn from our mistakes. And that's, I think, that's always going to be the best way, personally. I believe it's good to laugh, drink tea and to share through great conversations. Join me on my journey that's fueled by tea and powered by curiosity. I believe there's so much we can learn and enjoy from a great conversation together. I'm talking with a British-inspired designer to a head pastry chef learning about the story behind the world-famous afternoon tea, as well as an artisan tea creator who has used her tea travels to infuse every sip we take. Each inspiring guest has a common thread of tea, but have a very unique story to share. I'm your host, Jade Johnson. Let's put the kettle on, get the biggies out and jump right in. Today's guests are a husband and wife duo with a stunning heritage listed home that is surrounded by three individual and captivating gardens, two roundhouse retreats and countless tales to share. As creative people with backgrounds in design and pottery, as well as a love for detail and emotive use of colour, Tom and Jenny have achieved something quite magical in their North Wales home that we know as the Laundry Garden. They are most certainly fuelled by tea and the results of their tremendous efforts are in enchanting. Join us as we walk down the garden path of this incredible story together as it's my pleasure to welcome Jenny and Tom. Hello and welcome. Hello. Hello Jade. Hello. <laughs> How are you both? Good? Very well, thank Thanks you. Very well. Yes. Wonderful, yes. wonderful. Well look I think we should jump straight in and talk about the uh, wonderful name of your home and your garden and perhaps some of the history that uh, is actually behind those names. Take it away Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Our house, it, it dates back to the 1770s, and it is the, it's an outbuilding to a larger hall, and it, it was the laundry to, to the hall, to that right. household. So having called our house the laundry, it, it seemed sensible that once we, once we had a garden, it, it was called the laundry garden. <laughs> so that's, that's really it. It's simple, simple as that. It takes, it takes a bit for people to get their head around, especially in the beginning. It's sort of, why, why the laundry? Well, who's going to forget that name? Oh, no, absolutely. And it jumped right out at me. I think it's wonderful, uh, just like the gardens that you've created together, uh, which leads me to ask, you know, how did you set about creating the identity of each garden, given uh, that you were starting from scratch? You know, there really wasn't anything there to begin with, was there? So how, how did you actually go about uh, starting this whole process together? I think the house garden was, was quite straightforward. I, I, we wanted to pretty much paint a picture that we were going to sit in the kitchen and look out onto. It's quite important that every time you look out of a window, it's a pleasing view. Yes. And the wall garden was a whole different ball game. Yes, that was quite daunting and very, what do we do and where do we start, would you say? Yeah. So the house garden yeah. is, is a little area that's um, it's sort of pocketed off and it's northwest to our house. It's right right next to the house. Yes. And um, it's it's all boundaried by by stone walls that that have been there probably for 150 200 years so they they framed it yeah. so yes. starting with that starting framework, with that you, mm. you can you can create something yeah the lime yeah, avenue was was something that we'd seen in another garden uh, that's about an hour drive away from here and we couldn't implement it in our previous garden and when we came here it, it just felt right instantly. I was sort of, oh, 
you know, a Lime Avenue will work here. Definitely because yes. it leads you to the house and it, it felt right on a much smaller scale to where we'd seen it. But it, um, yeah, it worked terrifically. It sounds like a real piece by piece project and, and something that's taken a lot of passion and dedication to create into what is now a magnificent and well-established area. Uh, so I think it's it's probably good to mention as well that the journey has been over 10 years in the making for you both in establishing uh, this level that you're at now, hasn't it? Oh, easily. Yes. 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 Well, it's probably 14 years. Yes. For the house yes. garden. Yeah. Yeah. Such an incredible journey that you've obviously both been on in creating this. Uh, you know, fourteen years is is um, is a real passion project, isn't it? It's something that's obviously uh, that's been very much fueled by you both to keep it going. Um, and you know, ha- have you both always loved gardening? Is this something something new since you've got to the house? I, I'm just curious to know if it's if it's something that's uh, you've learned as you've gone. Well, the gardening bug started for me in my twenties. Right. Probably similarly. Yeah. In my twenties. In your twenties. That was an awful lot longer (laughs) ago than you. Yeah. Tom's nine years older than me, so uh, fantastic. He's a a bit more ahead than I am, but yeah. I think the passion for the gardening was was something that we that grew for both of us, especially coming here more so. It's sort of it's it's a way of anchoring you somewhere. And uh, it certainly anchored us here, for sure. Oh, yes, I can well imagine. And I mean, honestly, who who would leave that garden? <laughs> it's just spectacular. Um, it really is something that, um, you know, I think a lot of us look at and we dream about. Um, it, it's got such a wonderful feeling to it. Um, and it does... It looks like it's loved, obviously, by you both, and it's very authentic to to the both of you um, and your combined styles. And I think it's really a big reason why people connect with it uh, so much. Um, you know, obviously, it's it's one hundred percent you through and through, isn't it? Oh, thank you. Yes, yes thank definitely. You. Yeah, and I think people relate to that really strongly as well. Oh, one hundred percent, Tom. Absolutely. I think authenticity is is something we're all drawn to, and it's you know it's it's not as easy to come by these days as it perhaps used to be. But uh, you two obviously have it in bucket loads, and and I think there's there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that's why we're drawn to you as much as we are. And so rolling onto the the nitty gritty of design and creating, if you like, you know, um, has there been a method or an approach that you've you've both used? I mean, has it been the the old slow and steady wins the race for you both? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there there are parts of the garden that we just waited for the right moment to pop up and say, this is what we're going to do to it. We've not rushed anything. The whole garden has been a very slow, organic process that we... It, it's it's all happened through feeling and something inspiring us at that moment in time, you know. And if if we've looked at an area and you know there've been sections of the garden, especially in the walled garden on the south wall, we drew blanks for many for years, and we just kept looking at it, going, "We're not ready. We can't go there just yet. Let's just let's just fine tune a few other parts of the garden that we're working on." And then right. suddenly something becomes apparent, and then we make it happen if we can if we can make it happen yes. and and that's how the whole garden has has evolved because we've just taken our time and done things when they felt right not just because we felt we had to do them so there's really been there's there's no rushing that's gone on you've taken your time you've sat back I'm hoping with a cup of tea or a, a nice gin and thought to yourself right what are we going to do here um 
and it, you know, from my point of view, it's lovely to listen to you both and, and to hear that it has been so piece by piece and slow and steady because I think it's um, it, it really is a massive project that you've obviously both uh, managed to achieve um, and I'm sure it's an ongoing project for you both. Um, but it is lovely um, and very uh, makes me feel a bit more normal to think that you you know you have had moments where you've perhaps sat there and not been 100% sure or you've just waited for the right time uh, to come to actually to start something uh, new in the garden itself. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, I think that's the best, the best way you can do with anything. I think even when decorating a house or doing or, or going somewhere, it's sort of it's got to work for that situation at the right time, and and that's how the whole process has gone here. And we've we've just, you know, there's no point in rushing anything. You know, we can we no. can we can dream and we can we talk endlessly about plans and dreams of <laughs> areas that we want to do that we just don't have the money to do them. You've got to have that conversation, haven't you? You've got to have had that uh, blueprint in your mind and shared it together to, to make yeah. it come a true. Yeah. yeah. Something that we've not shared publicly before is that when something works, we we, we both then claim ownership of the idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we do. We do. Like, Did you do? Yeah. I'll yeah, go, it was a joint well, effort. It was my idea. <laughs> he'll, he'll say it's his idea, and then I'll go, no, it wasn't, it's my idea. <laughs> no, <it was> just... <laughs> so now that you're both 14 years into this endeavour, uh, you know, I would like to ask you both, if, if you were both starting out all over again, you know, from scratch, what would be some of the key ideas or conversations and considerations that you might have wanted to have shared with yourself right back at the beginning or, or maybe hoped that, uh, that others might have shared with you as well? Well, I think touching on a, a, a subject that's very much in, in all, all of our minds at the moment, and that's drought, I think, I think we would have possibly thought harder about maybe having more more water butts more possibly even a, a, t a tank in the ground i know i know it sounds it's it's very um this is my builder mind com coming in and you know think of think of all the the infrastructure first <laughs> yes but no I, but I it's think, so important yes yeah and it's something we're talking about now is that perhaps we, we do need an, an underground tank to store the what comes in the winter to use in mm. the summer because we are struggling like everyone is right yeah so it's it's the foundations then or, or the or the practical considerations that you might want to think about in in front of let's say the the color aesthetics of the garden um it's it's really sort of getting down to the the grassroots the nuts and bolts um of it uh, before you jump in yes yeah where are mm, you where are yeah. you going to have your taps put in more taps than you think and um, and, <laughs> and, yeah. and think and think about where you where you might have I don't know, some form of irrigation system or something like that yeah I love that I mean they're the they're the real practical bits that I guess uh, will will either make it or break it uh, in the long run um, and obviously something that's uh, you know there has to be a little bit of uh, learn as you go as well I presume oh definitely you and it's a constant learning process with with gardening and it, there are wherever you live in the country or in the world there's going to be certain uh um weather elements that mm. you almost need to try and educate yourself on because you know our in the wall garden it's at least a couple of degrees hotter than outside the wall garden so anything you plant right, in yes, there of needs to be tolerant of extreme heat 
So anything in there is extreme. So it either gets extremely hot or extremely cold. And the cold does linger in there as well. And it's always good mm. to try and learn more about plants that will withstand those elements and, and running with them and increasing them. And it just it's really hard because the weather now is, is, is definitely much different to when we started the garden. And I think yes. you just have to go with go with it don't fight it uh, you know uh, try right and evolve plant. with it yeah really. right plant right place i've been i walked through the garden last night and we've had we've been very lucky we've had a lot of plants given to us and i noticed there were a, a handful of plants in the wall garden last night and it's almost soul destroying because you just look at them and think you're going to have to go i can't keep watering you you're not you're not meant to be in here and you know i'll try it somewhere else in the garden and and hope it works yes. better there and, and replace it with something else and i think i'm going to have to start doing a lot more of that now which i don't want to but i'm going to have to Oh, what a shame. I mean, it really is one of the the, the harder aspects, I would imagine, uh, of the gardening is that, you know, you're, you're trying your absolute best. And, and I guess you said it beautifully there, Jenny, you know, not being afraid of the trial and error. You know, if at first you don't succeed, you know, let's keep hammering away and see if you can find a spot that makes things um, that work. And I, I guess that's one of the key takeaways that, uh, you know, had someone have maybe shared that with you right at the beginning um, that you might have taken that in. Even if they did, we probably wouldn't have listened. <laughs> I think we'd, we'd go out, we'd always go our own way. I think we'd always go off piece and do it our way and then learn from our mistakes. And that's, I think that's always going to be the best way personally no I agree with you Jenny and look honestly if if they had told you uh you, you know it wouldn't have been your wouldn't have been your journey and you may not have loved it in the same way that you you obviously both clearly do um I think the sometimes the struggles uh, obviously make something very much more your own um and uh and it's very evident that uh, you obviously both have loved you know let's say the ups and the downs that have have come with creating this together exactly Exactly. It's, grow yeah. it's grown with us and it does have its teenager <laughs> moments. <laughs> now, as if you weren't uh, talented enough in the, uh, in the garden, there is also the inclusion of the stunning roundhouses. Um, you know, and I'd, I'd love to ask you both about the evolution of, of the laundry retreat um, that you've created so beautifully um, and, and how you came to marry the garden and the retreat into the same, same story. I mean, it's, um, it's seamless uh, and I can't imagine it's a, a very easy thing uh, to do I'll let Tom take the credit for all of this because he, he well, did he did all the research for we knew we wanted to put accommodation here and we mm. knew that waking up to the sunrise was going to be something quite magical but you yeah. did so you, you let Tom do this so you do this you so, did so. You, you did the research though <laughs> you you found <laughs> the roundhouses yeah, well, we, we originally as everyone does we thought we could put shepherd huts in and then so, we met somebody who's sort of a guru of the glamping industry who, who said, please don't do that. Everybody's doing shepherd huts. And uh, not, mm. not to say anything about anyone who's got shepherd huts, they're great. They are lovely. But actually, we thought about it and we thought, would we want to stay in one? Probably not. They're quite, it's quite a tight space. Um, and, and yes, there are quite a few of them. So she said, look, look in a different direction. Look at tree houses or look at roundhouses. And so we, we did. We looked at yes. roundhouses. And there's a firm, they're not that far away from us, they're in, in Stockport, Manchester. And they, they make these very, very clever structures, which are, they're, 
they're really a, a shed on steroids. <laughs> they're made out. Yeah. They're made out of wood. Um, they're properly insulated, and that's what we that's what we decided on. That's what we were given. And then I did all the internals and all the the externals. So I hung all the cladding, made all the the, the, the veranda area, and then I put in all of the inside decoration and and did the bathroom and all of that. So that's that, so it's got my stamp on it. And that's what we wanted. We wanted it to have our stamp. And they most certainly do. They're absolutely beautiful. I mean, I wish in some ways that, you know, people could see this at the same time as us having conversation. I hope they go on and have a look. Um, as soon as I saw them, I mean, I think the video is just absolutely stunning. And it shows what you were talking about uh, there, Jenny, as well, about the, the sunrise happening in the morning. You know, and I, it's a place I think we would all love to to spend some time but i can also i can see you both spending time there yourselves yes we have yes we've, yes. we've stayed in both of them yeah yes yeah. oh well there you go Gen see jenny isolated in one of them briefly in oh yeah <laughs> in, in january <laughs> well there's worse places to isolate <laughs> miss jenny that's all but, i'm yeah, gonna say the minute, on that the minute, the, the minute i got the positive test it, the, the boys just banished me out of the house and go go thought, <laughs> right mum you're off yeah <laughs> which is great i was like okay then see ya Right. As long as somebody's dropping off a food hamper, Miss Jenny, that's all I uh, good. Well, then you're set. Yeah. They literally <laughs> opened the door, put it on the side, and walked back out again. So it was like but meals she, on wheels. She had the, she <laughs> had the view. They're, they're, they're orientated to look down the fabulous uh, Claridian range of hills, and so they're both they both benefit from that. This amazing view. Oh, an amazing view and, and an amazing interior and design um, and creation. So let's let's touch back to that, Tom, because obviously you've I know you've got the uh, the shed, uh, let's say shell itself, but you've obviously put a lot of your um, I'm presuming your your craftsmanship um, from maybe a previous career into these to create this final vision that really is um, absolutely incredible and, and incredibly unique as well. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a builder. <clears throat> I'm a builder, but I used to love making dens when I was a child. So it's really it's it's right. that it's just an extension of that. Really, it is yeah. okay. <laughs> no, no, that you said it. That's it. It's the, it's almost like a child wonderment in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk about the interior design of them both as well because they really do feel like they not only belong to to the property, but they obviously they've really had to marry in and tie up with the with the incredibleness that is the garden, um, and and keep the same thread, you know. And so, how how have you both managed to to bring that to to light? you know, to keep the uh, authenticity of where you are as well very much present inside the inside the uh, roundhouses themselves? Well, we've we've made sure that we've used things from local potters. So there's um so you'll see a mug being filled with water. Well that was made locally just across the road from us actually. There's a great little pottery by our church. And it's just nice to include things like that because it just gives it a bit more sense of area as well and I, you know we do send our guests over yes. to them you know if you want to as uh, something to remember here by then that's a wonderful thing to do so it's nice to oh, to use local businesses so there are little elements in there that does that does just that but we and we certainly certainly made mistakes i mean we, we you know we we ordered things even like let's say a side table we'd order it and then we think actually that's not right 
And right. So again, trial and error. Could you <laughs> send it back, and it's just become part of the garden or whatever? Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. It's, I know it's one you mean. Yeah. And and another feature. <laughs> You've both clearly had uh, input uh, into into the roundhouses very much again, like the like the gardens, and I, I think that is you know it's it's testament to the uh, collection of of both of your strengths, obviously that have come to making uh, this somewhere that I think anybody uh, would would think is has a very opulent feel, but also at the same time a, a home away from home uh, comfort that you know we we all would love. Um, and would you would you say that's that's fair that you've you know you've obviously both brought your own uh, strengths to this particular project absolutely well i'm 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 the shape and form guy and then jenny is the is the painter <laughs> she does the yes the, the excellent color color schemes within the borders and and the t- interior, as in you know, the, the way you've softened things in as well, Jenny. I think it's it's real. It's real testament um, to your both of yours eyes that you can bring this uh, this uh, landscape of design to to a finish line. Really, mm. yes, yeah, definitely. It's definitely more comfortable in the garden. <laughs> I'd love to put you both in focus now and um, and sort of ask you both, where has your inspiration come from over the years? You know, I have this saying that, you know, inspiration and creativity, these are these wells that, you know, we can dig into them over and over again. But at some point you have to top them back up, um, particularly when you're on, obviously, uh, such a creative journey as, as what you both are. You know, so where would you both uh, have looked or looking currently for your inspiration that that really helps you move forward with your creative and imaginative endeavors i'm i'm very i look back to to classical times actually which is why i think um being here in a in a a georgian house works so well for me certainly because the the georgian style was very very classic very very based on very very simple striking forms and i think in a way we've, we've we've sort of mirrored that in, in the garden with all the shapes are very very sturdy shapes they would stand the, the test of time and yet they're not in your face they're, they're very um they don't shout out at you no they don't and i think what's what's so fantastic and this is just honestly my point of view um and, and people will probably um be shouting at me for my lack of historical knowledge here but you know they've just got this incredible pride and prejudice feeling both to the garden and the roundhouses which is why I sort of feel like you know I want to be that lady uh on the swing in the garden reading my book um you know but that is that is the incredible creation that you have both put together um and it it really is that soft lovely classical feeling that is a thread that's obviously sewn right the way throughout uh, the retreat, the home, and the garden. And what about you, Miss Jenny? You know, where are you drawing your inspiration from? Yeah, I mean, obviously, what Tom's just said is, is definitely something similar for me. But I'm, I'm quite. That's a I'm not saying you're not romantic, darling. But <laughs> I like to, in, I like to inject a sense of romance into the garden and. So Tom mm. puts in all of the infrastructure and then I like to just soften it and make it feel more romantic. And like you say, Pride and Pride, you hit the nail on the head, really, just to sort of add an element of, of drama and feeling. Um, so I can't pinpoint any specific styles because whenever we visit gardens, there's always 
sections of the garden that I'm drawn to where I feel at home and yes. want to bring that back into my garden and implement it somewhere. So obviously, mm. you know, there's your Gertrude Jekyll, there's um, you, obviously those are your classic ones, but in personal private gardens, people that nobody's, nobody knows that and that's partly why we opened for the National Garden Scheme. In our early days when we set out gardening, we would go and visit lots and lots of open gardens near to us. And, you know, yes. everyone has their own personal touch on things. And there are certain elements of some people's gardens that you think, oh, they've done that beautifully. How could we do that here and, and put our stamp on it? Um, and and it sort of goes from there. Uh, and, you know, there are classic gardens that we do love, like Woolerton Old Hall. They've and when I look at a garden that's being created by another couple like us, yes. it gives me great yes. hope and sense of, you know, look what they've done together. This is what, you know, we can we can do it too. It sort of gives you hope that they've created something magical and look what we're doing. And I sort of feel that we're there now and, and it's we're on a bit of a roll. Good. Sort of. I'm pleased that you do. You both deserve that very much. Right, well, here come the fun ones uh, for you both. Now, again, just a little bit more insight into you both. So if we were to take your garden off the table, uh, you know, if you could go to any garden in the world and have a cup of tea together and enjoy a bit of a, a chill out together in a spectacular place, which, which garden or which area uh, of the world would you would you be heading to to enjoy the garden? Oh, it's a toughie because <laughs> like, there's so many. <laughs> And if it's not the only place that you might want to go, but it's just somewhere that, that says to you, look, I, I, I really would like to go and experience that. Gosh, probably Italy. I think the Italian gardens, are, again, are, are quite spectacular and romantic. Um, so mm. quite possibly somewhere in Italy or Tuscany where, where, the, where the climate is, you know, that's where we're headed climate wise I think it would be nice to go over there and, and experience what they're doing and get a feel for it and see how they have created gardens to withstand those temperatures and also sort of feel the ambience of it too so yeah that's mm. it yeah I'm with Jenny actually I think I, we love that the, the style lots of sort of verticals cypresses um, dotted around the landscape that's something that we've borrowed a lot from but we haven't seen enough of so I think I, I think um, I would choose the same the same area to go to probably darling oh well <laughs> I thought you failing isn't that, that gorgeous I, I, would, I knew you'd throw this one in yeah. that, I, would, I would go a lot closer to home and, and actually go to my mum's garden which, oh, which is in, it's only just up the road but um uh, you, I just feel very much at home there and it'd be a good spot just to chill out. Oh, I bet. Yeah. We yeah. take great inspiration from her planting. She's got an incredible eye for for colour, texture, plant combinations and we certainly do steal a few ideas from her in the way that she does things. Isn't yeah, that she's wonderful? She's a true inspiration. It's in the family. It certainly is for him, yes. And it's more maybe about the nostalgia oh, yes, exactly. of it as Definitely. well. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Well, look, I think both of those answers, you know, both, I can very much see you both walking around in Italy, um, 100%. I think that suits you both uh, down to the ground. Uh, but I love that idea as well as obviously you popping up to your mum's, uh, Tom, and uh, and you both enjoying and taking something from, from your own personal history. And so whilst you're sat in either of those two really gorgeous idyllic places, you know, what is in that cup of tea? What What is uh, in the cup, I should say? What blend are you having? What style of tea would you both choose and go for? Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire ah, tea. good proper, lady. Yorkshire proper. tea, proper builder's, builders yes. cup of tea. Yes, yeah. One sugar with milk for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, and no sugar for me. Yeah. So, um, yes. Uh, Jenny is extremely right. fussy. That... We've been married for <sighs> 20 years. And I still can't get a cup you of tea. You do? Like, <laughs> Most, I place 99% of the time either, you make an amazing cup of tea. It's too hot, too cold. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's never too hot. It's never too hot. Or I haven't brewed it for long enough. Or, uh, he gets distracted. No, he oh, gets distracted easily. So he can make a cup of tea and then he'll go outside and do something and then forget about it. And then by the time he gets back, he sticks in the microwave. I can't bear that. I, I play a game where I, I play <laughs> a game with myself where I, I microwave the tea and see if she can guess whether I've done it. You are horrible. <laughs> Bless you, both. Oh, gosh. And look, I, I can already put money on it, Tom, and I, I don't know your wife is anywhere near like you do, but I can tell you, I reckon she'd pick that. <laughs> She knows every time. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say I don't think you'd have many scores on the board there with that one. I reckon uh, there's not there's not putting the wool over Miss Jenny's eyes too much and, with a microwave cup of tea. Bless it. The right cup. Oh, I have well. a special cup, mug special as well cup with a thin lip to it. Special um, bone china cup. Yes. Oh. yes. Miss Jenny, you're a lady of my <laughs> yeah. own heart with that, absolutely. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things, it just makes me laugh because it's, it's obviously it's the unifying element that, you know, I use the, the fuel by tea concept. It's, it's not just about tea, it's the fact that there's there's tea uh, behind us, maybe when you're sitting there thinking and you're looking at those bits of the wall previously where you thought to yourself, I don't know what to do. I just like to imagine that you both sat there with a cup of tea in your hand looking at it because um, I think it's, it's very much uh, like the rest of us in our own endeavours creatively and, and uh, from a design point of view, that's something that I certainly use is a cup of tea to get the old inspiration going but it cheers me up no end Miss Jenny to know that you also have as they say a tea standard which is fantastic we all should have tea standards (laughs) Um, yeah we should but we're just going to presume that Tom's aren't as high because he microwaves them so much (laughs) (laughs) easier please easier please that's okay right <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. That's that's. I, I endeavour to do that. Yeah. I endeavour to do that. Bless you. Um, and and look, we've touched on music before, but it is something I absolutely love to ask everyone because I think it's, music is so very insightful to the person, the personality, and perhaps the even the dynamics of of the creative mind, and also how you just enjoy your day to day living, basically. But um, I like to ask everyone if you had a cup of tea by yourself and you could put on some music, um, maybe separately to answer this, although you might have the same answer you know what what type of music or genre or maybe an artist or a song in particular what would you choose to sit there and have with your five minute cup of tea if you got given the chance what's something you're going for well all the music that I play on my reels is exactly what I listen to I do like you know dance music pop music and all the rest of it as a as a sort of pick me up and a liveliness but if I'm doing something calming and I just want to chill out, then I will just put on the type of stuff that I put onto my reels. Um, and, and I do, I mix it up and I, I don't go for your classical ones. I, I search, I search and search and search for new artists, you know, that people have never heard of before because 
you know, they're they're the next the next generation of of piano pieces that we're going to be listening to, and and it's very easy to to fall into your your usual ones that everyone keeps playing over and over. But there are some new up and coming ones as well, and I think they need we need to seek them out, and we need to give them some praise too. And 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 I do enjoy finding them and giving them a little plug on my on my reels as well. So. I think it speaks volumes about you, Miss Jenny. And if we knew nothing else about you, I think that uh, that answer really sums up uh, the beautiful person that you are. Um, and I, I love knowing that that exactly what you play is exactly what you'd listen to with a cup of tea. And and for you, Tom, uh, would you be same or slightly different? I'm I'm not stuck in the seventies, but I'd go back to the seventies, and <laughs> I I would I probably Fleetwood Mac or or um, Elton John. Oh, that's fantastic. And that makes perfect sense now as to, you know, I've seen that your very talented son playing the piano um, and uh, particularly uh, a few Elton uh, Elton John songs. So that's obviously where that uh, wonderful trait has come from. We have put we have pushed him in that direction. Yes. Yes. And he plays he plays Elton John he brilliantly. Play, he plays Tiny Dance and uh, yes, and Rocket Man. Tiny well. Dance was Tom's favourite. Yeah. 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 Yes. It gives us goosebumps. He's absolutely remarkable. I mean, it's so much, so much talent. Um, it's unbelievable. And again, something so lovely to be able to watch on, on your actual Instagram itself, uh, Jenny. Thank you for sharing that. It, it is, but yeah. we're completely befuddled because neither of us are musical. Well, neither of us can play an instrument. So to, to have a son that can play so well is... is um, it's a little, a little bit strange sometimes. But, you know, again, that's that's maybe where the your your two artistic um, channels have, have come out yes. in a different yeah. format yeah. for your son. That's all. He, he's got all your artistic and creativity. He's just, he's put it into something yes. uh, different. Very that's true. all. Um, and it's lovely to have that piano music flowing through the house as mm, well. Yeah, it's amazing. I have to give Luke some credit here because ever since his piano playing has become more and more prominent in our lives, I think that is what where I've taken my inspiration from for my reels because listening to him play the piano in his way and the choice of pieces that he plays for his um, exams and so on have certainly uh, molded and shaped the way I find music for my reels and it's sort of evolved and and morphed into something quite special and I I give him thanks and credit to that because he's opened my eyes quite a lot to certain ways and sounds of the piano that I never knew before and so yeah he's he's, isn't that wonderful and he's a credit to you both um and and again just a a wonderful representation of the of the beautiful people that uh, you both are and uh, and the type of people that we all wish we had next door that we could pop around and have a cup of uh, cup of tea with particularly in your garden we'll come to you um not not the other way around I really can't thank you both enough um, for for your time today and for chatting with me. It's it's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Jade. Yeah, thank you, Jade. Yeah, we've enjoyed doing this. It's been lovely. (laughs) Thank you.
Thank you so much to Tom and Jenny for sharing a beautiful conversation with me today. Uh, they really have created something spectacular and quite magical in both the gardens and in their retreat. To learn more about Tom and Jenny and to see some pictures and some playlists that we've created, as well as links to both their Instagram and their website, make sure you head to our website, www.tlc.co. We're tea lovers, so that's T-E-A-L-C. We can't wait to see you there thank you as always for listening go and put the kettle on put your feet up and i'll see you next time